You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Adriana Linares. I'm a legal technology trainer and consultant. I'm normally based out of Orlando, Florida, but today I'm at the ABA mid-year meeting at the George R. Brown Convention Center in downtown Houston, Texas. We're here to cover this event and its highlights. Joining me right now is Meredith Linsky and Megan Johnson. Hey, Meredith. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for stopping by and coming to talk to us about the Commission on Immigration that the ABA has formed. Tell me real quick just about yourself first. Sure. My name is Meredith Linsky. I'm the director of the Commission on Immigration. Um, I started in that position early last year, but prior to that, I was on the border in South Texas at a ABA-sponsored project called ProBar, the South Texas Asylum Representation Project, as the director for 15 years. Wow. Um, And so now I'm, I'm based in D.C., that's very interesting. That We're going to talk a little bit more about that. And Megan, tell us about yourself. Yes. Hi. Thank you for having us. Um, I'm the managing attorney at ProBar Children's Project based in Harlingen, Texas. And our office works to represent and provide legal services to detained unaccompanied minors uh, who are uh, in immigration removal proceedings in South Texas. Wow. This must be such an interesting topic and so rewarding and yet somehow so heartbreaking at the same time. So uh, before we started chatting, you had told me that the Commission on Immigration focused on on a pretty specific uh, topic. And before I ask you about that, I'm going to introduce my co-host that I almost forgot. Hey, Lawrence. Hi there. What are you doing around here? Uh, Well, I was going to host this show with you. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad that you are. Let's talk about it. Thank you for joining us. You bet. So I was just asking Meredith to tell us a little bit more specifically about the Commission on Immigration and its unaccompanied children focus. So just to be clear, the the Commission on Immigration has several focuses, including um, a focus on vulnerable individuals in detention, people with mental health issues, and detention in general. And we have two two projects on the border, one in San Diego and one in Harlingen, Texas, IJP and ProBar. So the unaccompanied children's work is just a piece of what we do. Um, The ABA last summer, after the influx of unaccompanied children was being highlighted in the media, uh, formed a working group on unaccompanied minor immigrants. And that was supported by President William Hubbard of the ABA after he took a trip to the border last July and saw for himself the conditions of children in detention, uh, children who had come mostly from Central America. Uh, These kids are under 18 years old. They come unaccompanied, so on their own um, or with groups of people. And many of them, at least half of them, have at least one parent in the United States. Often those parents are undocumented. Many times they've been separated from their parents for two to 10 or 12 years. Wow. And they're hoping to reunify. And they're also fleeing very dangerous conditions in Central America. I'm sure you're aware of the street gangs and the, the... drug cartels that have infiltrated the countries. There's there's pretty much no law enforcement, impunity, and children are targeted for uh, recruitment and also extortion efforts. And many of these kids have been physically harmed or threatened, and they've seen people be killed, and so they're seeking safety and protection and, and opportunity. About how many of these uh, undocumented minors are coming over? So for many years, the numbers was the number was steady okay. between six and nine thousand Central American kids each year. Mexican kids go through a different process where they're turned over through diplomatic channels immediately um, to the Mexican immigration authorities and the consulates. But Central American kids, because they're not from a contiguous country, they're detained 
through uh, Department of Health and Human Services, Office of Refugee Resettlement. For many years, and I, I mean 25, 10, 15 years, there were less than 10,000 kids a year. Last year, in fiscal year 2014, um, the Customs and Border Protection apprehended 68,000 children. Oh, my gosh. Um, so the number had increased almost tenfold um, due to the violent conditions and the broken immigration system, really. That's unbelievable. So how many are seeking, are, are they seeking refugee status? I mean, I know they're trying to get re- reunited with their families, but is that uh, a pretty common claim? It's like, listen, we can't go back. You know, we've got to, we got to stay out of here. We want to come north and, uh, you know, get ourselves out of this violence. That is a very common claim. Absolutely. Um, there's also a remedy called special immigrant juvenile visa status, and that's for children who have been abandoned, abused, or neglected. Um, and those kids also have an opportunity, if, if they have a lawyer, because really it's virtually impossible to get a special immigrant juvenile visa if you're not represented. And these kids don't have a right to appointed counsel. Um, they're placed in removal proceedings like any adult. They're opposed by experienced immigration attorneys. It's an adversarial system, but they have no right to appoint a counsel. And so the ABA is trying to respond through the working group on unaccompanied minor immigrants to recruit, train, and place and support additional pro bono attorneys throughout the United States. Because these kids are originally apprehended in in the in South Texas and areas around in Arizona and California, but then they're released to family and friends, and they have to go to court after they're released, and they're in many six major states. I mean, they reunify all over the United States, wow. but some of the most common areas: the state of Texas and Houston, Los Angeles, New York, Virginia, Maryland, Miami. And Megan, how are you involved? Our project works, as I said, with the detained minors on the South Texas border. Um, And our project works to uh, provide legal services to the children while they're detained. Um, What we do is go into the shelters. We have a team of paralegals and attorneys. Uh, We go in and provide Know Your Rights presentations to the children and get them sort of oriented on the situation they face legally. now that they're in removal proceedings um, and also to build it's really important working with the children to to deliver that very complicated information in a child-friendly way that's one of our specialties Um, and we also develop a rapport with the children so that then we can sit down with them for individual legal screenings and start um, interviewing as many of the kids as we can to be able to identify children who are in dire need of legal assistance wow. um, and to assist them in not going, not being re- repatriated or sent back to their home countries to really dangerous circumstances and identify other uh, children who might have legal relief. So I, I talk about the, the urgent need for protection for some kids, um, and there are there are many, many others who might qualify for legal relief um, that we just don't have resources to focus on. And then uh, ultimately with that information, we try to connect them with legal representatives. Um, we have, you know, our office has a limited capacity, and the network of attorneys that deal with these cases is limited throughout the country, but we do try to connect, especially the more urgent cases, with legal representation in the place where the children will actually be going through the removal proceedings. What qualifies as an urgent situation as opposed to not, I guess? Generally, right. And, I mean, 
especially during the summer. Last year, our office gave a Know Your Rights presentation to over 10,000 children. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, you know, w- with the, that type of numbers, we really have to focus our our efforts and our resources on the, the most, as I said, urgent. And what that really means is the children that we really feel have no safe place to return to, um, that, you know, they might have had abusive caretakers or uh, really particularized and individualized threats from from these um, vicious gangs. Oh, man. Um, so that's what I, I mean when I say urgent. Well, your work is certainly noble. That's just, it's heartbreaking to hear, but it's really great to hear that there are groups like yours and your commission that work so hard. And are you looking for attorneys and paralegals and legal professionals that are volunteer and help? I mean, this sounds like you're, you must be shorthanded. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, the effect that an attorney has on one of these cases is substantial. And uh-huh. a recent study um, showed that represented kids are successful 73% of the time, and unrepresented kids are successful in immigration court only 15% wow. of the time. And so, really, our main focus for the working group is to identify and train additional pro bono lawyers and support them as mentors through this process. And one way to to get involved is to go to the ABA's recently um, created website at www.ambar.org forward slash ICAN, I-C-A-N, which stands for the Immigrant Child Advocacy Network. And there's an enrollment function on that website where you can uh, include your name and address and email, and we will get in touch with you and, and place you and try to place you with a legal service provider in the area where you're living. And you don't have to be a lawyer to do that. Or you well, do? you Be- do. Because I imagine your training programs, do you use only lawyers when you go in to do the training programs for the children, Megan? No, we have actually our, the staff that we have that goes into the children's shelters is primarily paralegals. Um, so, so we have a lot of really dedicated, um, usually folks out of undergraduate who might be interested in a legal career. Um, so, so no, they, they don't have to be attorneys um, to do that side of the, the work. But for the ICANN site, we okay. are looking for attorneys. But there are a lot of things that non-attorneys can do, you're right, to support these children and their efforts to remain in the United States. How about the financial component? I mean, my understanding when I was reading a lot of these stories in the news was that uh, there's just not a lot of finances being dedicated to it. So some of these kids, you know, after they get captured by Border Patrol or, or surrender to Border Patrol, mm-hmm. they're uh, being housed in some pretty uh, not-so-nice conditions conditions. And I think a lot of that's based on uh, some financial component, not really knowing where to put such a large infu- or a influx of children come over the border. So is there something that, you know, law outside of law can do to maybe get some resources there so the housing can be a little bit better? Mm-hmm. So that's true, but there are two stages of okay. the custody. The first stage is with Customs and Border Protection. Gotcha. And um, the, the holding cells at the CBP facilities are are terrible, and they're referred to as eleras, which means freezer in Spanish, because the temperature is so cold. It's a cell with a concrete floor and co- and an open, you know, toilet where they receive, you know, inadequate food and no blankets and just um, really inadequate and 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 terrible. But the law requires that they only be held in those conditions for less than 72 hours. Over the summer, when the surge was at its height, kids were staying much, much longer and, and really complaining about that as the worst part of the whole process. After that, they're transferred to um, Office of Refugee Resettlement 
shelters that are much better. Well, I'm just heartbroken to hear. I, I know this happens, but it's talking to somebody who deals with it face to face that just reminds you that this is an issue out there. And I want to thank you so much for your hard work and really encourage our listeners who are interested in getting involved to visit the ICANN website. Are there any other websites you want to make sure and mention or resources to get people involved? Yes, absolutely. Um, there's an organization called KIND, Kids in Need of Defense. They have eight offices throughout the United States. You can go Great. to www.supportkind.org um, and get involved with KIND. There's there's also the um, Immigration Advocate Network website dedicated to this issue at uacresources.org, which is another plethora of resources on this issue. Excellent. Thank you so much, Megan and Meredith, both for your time today. Really appreciate you helping us learn more about this very important issue. And I want to thank my co-host, Lawrence, who's a producer here on the Legal Talk Network. You're welcome. Thanks for hopping in. This sounds like it's an issue that you are kind of heartfelt about, Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, I think anytime uh, kids get involved, uh, you know, and they're treated not not well with the richest uh, country in the world. And uh, I get concerned. And, and I, I don't think it's, I mean, for the record, I don't think it's done on purpose. I think we just have a, a system that needs to be augmented. Sure. But uh, I think that can only be done when we're aware. Excellent. Thank you. Thank for you so much us. for inviting us. No, we're really happy to have you. Well, looks like we've reached the end of our program then. Again, I want to thank our guests. Make sure you, you follow up and, and get involved if there's a way that you can help. This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Adriana Linares, and until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.